when I start a business, I, I like to think about, you know, the name and the brand and how it will look and feel and all those things. And I started to think of names uh, for the business. And I looked over my Bacha and I said, oh, we, we should call it Bachans, you know? And, but there's no way that, you know, that name is available. So I just did a little quick search on godaddy.com, typed in Bachans.com and it was available. So I bought it right there. And to me, that was kind of a sign that I should go and do this. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Justin Gill, who is the founder and CEO of Botchins. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. I'm happy to be here. So I want to start with the, the name of the business and you know, really getting into what it is. What does the name mean and what is the sauce named after? So Bachan is a Japanese-American term of endearment for grandmother. And that's who my, our sauce is named after, is my Bachan. And she's you know the inspiration behind everything we do. She's who taught my parents how to make our sauce when I was a kid, and they all together taught me. So what was uh, yeah, the background of trying that sauce? Like, were you two, three years old? Like, when did you start making it? So, um, I mean, ever since I can remember, really, you know, our, our sauce has been a part of many, many meals, you know, for just regular family dinners, you know, every holiday, every family event, every party, we always had a dish or two that was made with our sauce. And, you know, since I was a young kid, also, my family and I, my, my dad, my mom, my bacha, my grandfather, you know, my brothers and sisters, we would get together every year during the holidays and make a big batch of our sauce. And we would bottle it up and hand it out um, door to door to clients of our family landscape business and also, you know, friends and family. So we do that every year during the holidays. And people would just, you know, would just kind of lose their minds over the sauce. And they show up to our office every year for months after we would give them a bottle with an empty bottle asking for a refill. They would ask for the recipe, of course. Um, and, you know, they would offer to buy it. And so I, don't know, I just saw from a young age that, you know, people really, really love this sauce and kind of we were making something special. So a lot of people have that uh, family recipe, that thing that they made that they always want to bring it to market and do something more with it, but very few ever actually do it. What gave you that confidence to say, okay, I, I want to go dive in and see if I can make a business of this amazing sauce? I mean, you know, for me, um, I don't know. I was always a entrepreneurial kid. I would actually, you know, talk to my Bachan about all my business ideas as a kid. And we make little prototypes of things together and, you know, I, I think I, I got the confidence to do it um, from my parents and my family. They always, you know, believed in me, which in turn gave me, you know, a strong um, sense of self-belief. So, yeah, that's kind of what gave me the confidence to do it. And also, like I said, um, you know, people love the sauce. So and I love the sauce. And I knew it was a really good sauce. So. So tell me about that, bringing it from idea to bring it to market. Yeah. So from idea to bring it to market, actually, you know, had the idea 
um, in 2013, I was actually, we rented a beach house out of the coast, um, and had my whole family out there. My botchum was out there and, you know, I had, I had fairly recently, um, lost a business that I started. It was a clothing line and we lost it kind of during the recession. And after that, I went back to doing some landscape design and, and working for our family kind of landscape business again, but it wasn't something that I was really passionate about. So I was always trying to think of something else, you know, to start something else to build. And I was sitting there on the couch with my botch on and we had just made a big meal, you know, using our sauce and kind of just talking to her about what I was doing. And, and I just had the idea that, man, we should, we should try to, you know, bring this sauce to market. And I just, I don't know. I always, when I start a business, I, I like to think about, you know, the name and the brand and how it will look and feel and all those things. And I started to think of names uh, for the business. And I looked over my Bacha and I said, oh, we, we should call it Bachans, you know? And, but there's no way that, you know, that name is available. So I just did a little quick search on godaddy.com, typed in Bachans.com and it was available. So I bought it right there. And to me, that was kind of a sign that, I should, I should go and do this. So I really just started working on it that weekend and started researching, you know, the marketplace, ingredients, packaging, other brands in the space, all those things. And, and just kind of, you know, jumped in right from there. And so when you were doing this, you had this amazing, you know, sauce that you guys had made for generations, but how did you go and uh, figure out to be able to make it shelf stable and, you know, all the stuff that you need to do retail versus something you give out as gifts. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of learning, a lot of failure, a lot of testing, a lot of being told no, that kind of went on there. So after that weekend, you know, I went back and started, started researching, you know, co-packers and formulators kind of here in the Northern California area area identified kind of all the the top the top ones and went and started to have conversations with them and just to learn whatever I could and um you know I saw pretty quickly a pattern that developed you know between all the co-packers and formulators I that I spoke with and um the main thing that that they were telling me is that I would have to pasteurize the product and then I would have to add water to it to bring the cost down and you know, that was kind of the, the key to getting this thing to market. So I tried that, um, you know, tried heating the sauce and then adding water to the point where I couldn't tell if there was a flavor difference. And I did that. And, and right away, it completely changed everything about the sauce, the, you know, the flavor profile, the smell, the mouthfeel, kind of everything. So, you know, I had to kind of decide if I wanted to kind of bring something to market that was, you know, pretty much like every other product out there, but that was much different than our kind of family heirloom sauce that we had, or see if there's a different way. So I actually have a little background in science and studied science in, in, in school. So I was able to kind of just kind of tinker and, and do a ton of research and, and figure out how to cold fill our sauce without pasteurization and make it shelf stable without adding any water to it or anything like that. So that actually took me quite a long time. And, you know, I think I did 47 or 48 different kind of little um, iterations and micro iterations of our sauce to get it to that point 
But when I got it there, I knew I had something special because one, it tasted actually even better than our, you know, our traditional family recipe because I elevated the level of the ingredients and went out and sourced the highest quality ingredients of it I, I could find. And I also knew that there wasn't another product like it on the marketplace that was cold filled and shelf stable. You know, all of the, the products on the shelf that were shelf stable were all pasteurized. And then the ones that were actually cold filled were in the refrigerated section. And when I started to kind of study that business model, I saw that it, it was, you know, there's a lot of challenges and I really wanted to keep this, this business, this product, our brand, everything with a, with a high level of simplicity to it. So and that's what we did. And we actually, you know, that took me actually about six years of kind of doing it on the side, which sounds kind of crazy, um, even saying it out loud, but that's, you know, that's what it, it did. And I, in that period of time, I had a couple little small commercial kitchens that I started and built out, you know, in a really scrappy way. And just also saw pretty quickly that that was a tough business model to scale, you know, didn't have a lot of capital and it's pretty much just me and my family. So took a lot of time to actually make the sauce and procure the ingredients and do all the Q and a stuff and certifications and, and all of that. So then I couldn't go out and actually market and build the brand, which is what I really love to do. So I, I decided to go back to co-packer and start interviewing them again. And a lot of them didn't, didn't want to take on the project because, because it was cold filled. It wasn't something that they had done before. So I ended up finding a co-packer that would take on the business that I thought, you know, could produce at the level of quality that, that, you know, would meet our standards. And we did our first production run. My wife and I flew down to Southern California on June 28th, 2019, which is actually our 15 year wedding anniversary. So we spent our uh, wedding anniversary on the production floor and it was one of the best, you know, best anniversaries we've ever had. And we went out to a nice dinner that night and, you know, stayed in a nice place and kind of celebrated and came back and, and got to work after that. So that's kind of how it all came to market. You know, with that in mind, then, you know, the business is just over, you know, coming up on two and a half years old. Uh, what have been the biggest milestones for you in the, the rapid growth that you've had? Wow. The, the biggest milestones, I mean, I would say, you know, our first production run, I just kind of went over that. That was a huge milestone to actually get the product in our hands, you know, that had, you know, the label that we created and, and it had everything that we were kind of envisioning. It was there. That was the biggest milestone um, for sure. And then the first bottle we sold at a demo that we did at Pacific Market here in Sebastopol, um, I actually took a picture with a lady, the first one that tried our sauce and, and bought a bottle. And it was my wife and I doing a demo and getting people to try it. And, you know, at that demo, we sold a lot of bottles and, so it was a really, you know, um, great milestone. And it was a point where I became even more confident that, you know, Hey, we might have something here and, and people love the sauce. So that was one, um, you know, getting featured in our local newspaper with a pretty big feature here was really cool. It kind of, you know, highlighted my botch on, which was, which was awesome. And all of her friends and family called. And so that was great. And then, um, I guess the last one is, being able to give all of our team members, employees, you know, full benefits, um, a generous, you know, PTO policy. And we actually just recently gave all of our early employees in our business, you know, all the way down to the warehouse and all the way up 
equity in our business. Um, and that, you know, it felt really good to, to do that and, you know, to provide jobs that are meaningful and rewarding for people feels amazing. So that's it. It's kind of a lot of milestones. Sorry about that, but it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun to reflect on this stuff sometimes. That's awesome though. It's uh, that's the life of entrepreneurs. You're filled with milestones with it. Yeah. Um, Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So I want to talk on some of those last points that you made. Um, you know, you have a lot that goes into the business. What's been the mission that you guys want to create for the brand? And what's the inspiration behind that mission? You know, so um, we actually fairly recently, I guess it was, well, it was late 2020, I think it was, we kind of, you know, came upon our mission and, you know, our mission is to bring family together and, you know, it means a lot to us. And, you know, I, I experienced this in my own family, you know, in this day and age, coming together with your family around the dinner table is a really sacred thing. And, you know, if we can, if we can help cultivate that with a sauce that makes people want to cook, that makes it easy for people to make, you know, amazing meals that their family gets excited about, then, you know, then that's kind of a, you know, helps us accomplish our mission is something we're, we're, we're really proud of being able to do. And, you know, we're, we're continuing to expand on our mission and finding new ways to actualize it. And it's been a really fun and rewarding process, you know, for our whole team. So that's, uh, you know, that's our mission. We all, you know, modern families, we, we have busy lives, you know, our, our kids are busy, we're busy. So coming together as a family is, I think, you know, more important than ever. That's perfect. I love that mission. So, you know, talk about the business and the growth. Um, you know, recently you actually launched two new flavors, you know, the hot and spicy and the yuzu. What kind of drove those? And were those, you know, inspired by the the old family recipe or did product development have to start from scratch there? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we recently launched a hot and spicy and, and a yuzu and, you know, those, um, the base of those, both of those formulations are, are, you know, our original Japanese barbecue sauce, but they have inclusions, um, with the ingredients that are kind of on the label with, with the yuzu, for example, you know, that one, both of those cues actually, you know, took, took a long time to develop. I actually started working on the yuzu in see 2020 and we actually pitched it to, uh, to Whole Foods, Southern California, Northern California, and, you know, they were going to pick it up. And before I actually had the formulation done, which was kind of a mistake that I, I, I won't make again, but I thought, thought we had it. And then, you know, all of a sudden we didn't. Um, so I had to actually pull that one back and keep working on it and, and actually thought it might not ever make it to market because, you know, what was happening was 
just the, the flavor of the yuzu juice was was kind of flashing off basically when we were cooking with it so it had this really strong amazing flavor when it was in the bottle but then it wasn't stable when, when heat was applied to it and i talked to some chef friends and they were kind of seeing the same thing so we actually had you know a a custom um yuzu organic yuzu extract made that we could use in addition to the yuzu juice and that kind of got us to exactly where we needed to be with the flavor with you know keep keeping it consistent through cooking and everything so that was a that was a huge huge win in, in product development for us and we were able to actually launch that product very recently and, and, and it's been really well received so yeah i mean the, sorry i kind of went off a little tangent there but um the you know how we how we look at product development i you know from the very start is you know we, we want to have a transparent and honest approach to everything we're doing. And we want everything to be of the highest quality. And if it doesn't kind of meet those standards, then we're not going to put out a product. And we actually went through kind of a product development process with a, with a, with another ingredient with a black garlic that we were going to launch. And so we started on the product development, you know, had really high hopes for it, started, you know, sourcing black garlic, found an amazing source for the ingredient made some samples, added the ingredients, and really just couldn't taste the black garlic. And we started adding more and more and more, and we still couldn't taste it. And so I started to question, you know, why that was. And so we started to research in the market and, and look at other products. And what we saw was that a lot of products that had black garlic on the label, what they did was they just had, you know, they just added more regular garlic to it. And that's what the consumer was really tasting. And that's something we just, you know, taking a transparent and honest approach to product development is something that we, that we didn't want to do that we wouldn't do. So we actually ended up just killing that product because the flavor of our sauce was, you know, just much too bold for the black garlic flavor to actually shine through. So typically, you know, black garlic is, is used with a more neutral product, like an oil or something where it can really shine, but in our sauce, it couldn't. So yeah, that's, that's our approach to product development. I mean, we're never going to be a brand that has, you know, a million SKUs. We really want to put out the best products and, and not the most. And, and so, you know, what, what happens there is you end up having less SKUs and which we're completely fine with. So, so, you know, looking forward, you know, you have the, the two new flavors that just came out. What are your plans for 2022? Um, 2022, you know, we have some, some big plans. Um, I mean, we're just going to, going to keep expanding our team and you know it's one thing we, we want to focus on this this next year is expand our team we want to want to build a world-class organization we also want to continue with you know thoughtful transparent and honest high quality product innovation and we want to focus on getting our you know our new SKUs that we have into all of the doors that we're currently in so that's a big initiative for us and, um, you know, one, one little quick point there I'd like to make is that, you know, we decided to line price, you know, our whole family of sauces, even though the, you know, the hot and spicy and especially the yuzu costs a lot more to make. Um, we wanted to, you know, line price them and make them accessible to people and make, you know, just create as little friction as we can for customers to be able to try our new products. So that's a decision that we made this year. And, um, and so that's one thing that we think will help 
um, you know, continue to increase our velocity in stores and get people to try, try our new sauces. And we're also going to be 2022 expanding into more of, you know, the mass grocery market. You know, our vision for Bachans from the very beginning is to, for it to be, you know, a mass market pantry staple. We want to make it accessible to as many people as we can around the country. And, you know, so we're excited to kind of take on that new challenge of entering the mass grocery market. We are going to be moving into a larger warehouse and larger office space this coming year, early in Q1, which is exciting. And, you know, we're going to continue to actualize our mission of bringing family together. So that's, that's kind of, that's our plans for 2022. So it's been a kind of a wild ride for you since sitting on that couch with your boss on and telling her about the, the idea that you had, you know, for entrepreneurs that want to follow in your footsteps, what's the best advice you can give to them? Hmm, the best advice for entrepreneurs, I mean, do something that, you know, this, this is very, you know, cliche, but do something that you're passionate about and, you know, that's meaningful to you and be ready for a lot of challenges and be ready for people to, you know, tell you that your idea sucks and it's not going to work because, you know, if everyone's telling you it's a great idea and there's not going to be any challenges, then, you know, someone's probably already done it or, it's probably may not be an idea worth, worth going for. So yeah, I think just, uh, just do do something you love, do something you're passionate about and, uh, stick with it, you know, have, have, have perseverance cause, cause you're going to need it. And it's, uh, it can get hard at times and and it will. So be ready for that. And, um, if you can deal with the, you know, with challenges, then, then, um, you know, chance of being successful will be, will be a lot higher. Perfect. Well, that's a great place to end on. So thank you so much for saying time and sharing the journey. And, uh, you know, needless to say, I think you've done your, uh, Bosch on proud to say the least with this product. Right on. Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.